Hello and welcome to another episode of the Toddcast. Uh, thank you all for joining me. Um, today's topic, I think, is going to be based on alcohol. So, get your bottles ready. Uh, where I am, where I'm recording it, it's Friday. Mind you, it's Friday morning and probably a little too early to start drinking. But uh, maybe by the time you get this, it'll be Friday evening. It'll kick off the weekend, and you can tip a couple back and uh, relieve the stresses uh, that the week has uh, has brought you. Um, I've had a heck of a week. Uh, I think that may be a thing I might do tonight when I get home. We'll see. Um, for fun, uh, if, you, if you're looking for a new drinking game, you know, these things last about a half an hour. That's not too long. Uh, gather your friends around. Uh, have have plenty of libations available, and whenever Todd does his stupid um thing, take a sip. I'm not going to say take a drink. I'm definitely not saying take a shot, because I know I do that crap way too often, and everybody will be blacked out and alcohol poisoned in probably uh, like 10 minutes. So sip, sip on ums. Uh, you want to you vary it up a little bit? Um, you, you can maybe take a shot whenever I swear that, to spice things up. Uh, and we'll, we'll go with that. Um, on the topic of alcohol, uh, I am not really actually a big drinker, you know, for a person who's about to dedicate an entire episode of a thing to drinking. Uh, I'm not really that big of an uh, aficionado of, of the alcohol. I do enjoy a drink every now and again. Um, there have been you know, occasional parties and such where I've gotten myself good and hammered, but it's it's a rare, rare, rare occurrence. Uh, I still have beers and liquor in my basement from our wedding, which Abby and I are working towards our third anniversary. So that should give you some indication as to, uh, you know, the, the severity of the drinking in our house, uh, that being that it is, it is not much. Uh, not much of a beer drinker, and when I say not much of a beer drinker, I don't like beer. And I'm, I'm sure that's gotten quite a few in the audience uh, already thinking, what the heck is wrong with this guy? How do you not like beer? I don't. It is not a tasty beverage, in my opinion. Uh, it's not, not, not a thing um, for me. I mean, again, those that like beer, and there certainly seem to be a lot of you based on the uh, quantity available and advertising uh, portrayal in uh, film and TV, there certainly are a lot of beer drinkers out there, and, and good on you. Uh, hey, if it works for you, right on. Just not my thing. Uh, I tend to go uh, more for you know, liquor, alcohol type thing. Not a big wine guy either. The, the 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 idea of having a drink that is also dry tasting is a odd juxtaposition that that I have a hard time uh, enjoying. It's not you know occasionally with a meal if someone's got wine I'll I'll have a sip or two it, it'll be you know, that's fine uh, if we're celebrating a thing and there's champagne I'll I'll have a flute of that um, but not my go-to. Uh, I tend to aim primarily for 
vodka beverages and, you know, whiskey-type beverages. Um, specifically, uh, if I'm out socially drinking, uh, and there's, there's a bar and drinks to be had, I tend to go for the fairly generic, um, you know, bourbon and Coke route. Works out well for me. Uh, tastes enough like soda to where it's good. It's got enough of a kick to where it, it makes it worth drinking uh, for the drinking aspect of it. So I, I go that route. Uh, tequila is a bad thing for me. Uh, you know, tequila is one of those things that people drink and it, it, it'll get them all whooped up. And sometimes it makes them crazy. Sometimes it makes them violent. It, it turns me into a whimpering pup in the corner of whatever place I may happen to be at. Uh, tend to avoid the tequilas. Uh, I'll have some uh, about once a year. Uh, Abby and I go to go to a all-inclusive resort in Mexico. Uh, it's sort of a repeat honeymoon situation. Uh, the place is great. It is a wonderful way to unwind. And there is a uh, a restaurant there that uh, they just don't take no for an answer. You, you are going to get a shot of tequila with your meal, um, and, and by golly, you're going to drink it and. You know, a shot with that meal I can I can cope with, but any serious amounts of uh, tequila do not sit well with me. Um, rum also falls into that category. Um, if it's mixed in with a whole bunch of stuff, I can I can I can deal. Uh, but anything that's seriously rum based, I have problems with. That one I'm going to attribute to uh, too much time in the Caribbean. Um, being deployed to Puerto Rico for several months. Uh, as you can imagine, rum is plentiful and cheap, and I had my fair share of it and your fair share of it and quite a few other people's fair share of it. Um, and it, it, it's the weird thing about alcohol, uh, certain kinds of alcohol, you know. It's like you, you build up a certain level, and once you get there or have had a certain experience, your body says, no, nope, we're, we're done with this. We, we've had enough of this in our lifetime. We're, we're going to call that quits now. And my body has done that for rum. Um, there was a uh, – and I would say there are probably two key moments that uh, precipitated that. Uh, one, I mean – the Puerto Rico deployment, I had so much of it, it just wasn't even funny. Um, but it wasn't quite to, oh, we can't ever have this again levels at the end of that one. Um, about a year or so later, I'm too lazy to do the math right now, uh, but our unit got deployed, uh, emergency redeployed to Honduras uh, after a uh, particularly nasty hurricane ripped through there. Uh, being being CBs, we we got deployed there to uh, help them clean up, help them you know rebuild bridges and that sort of thing. Uh, which was a dry time. Uh, we were not allowed to have any beverages for that entire uh, the duration of that situation. Uh, what with it being a humanitarian mission in a you know area of devastation, um, they thought it would be best if we didn't get you know rip roaring drunk uh, while they were all living in you know, shanty towns with basically amounted to, you know, tarps over a couple of sticks in the whatever open space they could find, which I, I can agree with. And again, not being a big drinker didn't impact me all that much anyway. 
but when we finished there and we're getting ready to leave Honduras and, and head back home, um, on the main camp there, there were, you know, the official word was that we still were not supposed to be drinking, but there were plenty of folks who, you know, filled their canteens with various concoctions. Uh, and I remember I got got off the uh, the truck from the specific place in Honduras where I was and got back to the main body uh, of the group. And uh dude handed me, you know, his canteens, like, here, have a swig. And I, I'm like, okay. Uh, expecting water, it was pretty much straight up rum. Uh, was not braced for that on several levels. And that, that kind of messed me up a little bit. Because um, you ever do that thing to where, you know, you're expecting one thing, but what you get is another, and it just throws you extra for a loop. Uh, if you don't know what I'm talking about, here, here's what you do. Get yourself a can of, of soda. Or beer, if you're a beer guy. The important thing is the can of a, of a non-water beverage. <laughs> um, you know, grab, grab yourself a, you know, a Pepsi. Um, drink it. You know, empty the can. Uh, you know, hate to see it go to waste. Uh, when you're done, wash the, ca- wash the can out. You know, run some hot water through that. Get it all all good and good and clean, and then put uh, put cold water in there, um, just regular cold water, and then sit it in the fridge. Because um, if you do it immediately, you know you're you, you know you know what you're expecting. You don't think about it. Put it in the fridge to so you kind of forget what the deal is there. You just think, oh, it's a Pepsi. And then later, when you go to drink that Pepsi and you get water, it will mess your head up and you will know exactly, you know, what I'm talking about, except in this case, I was expecting water and got, you know, a full-on slug of rum. Uh, That was one incident. Um, The other incident didn't happen until later when I was out of the Navy, living in Florida. Uh, Me and my buddy and his girl, uh, shock and surprise, went to the beach. Um... And there are, you know, all sorts, you know, in Florida, depending on what beach you're at, I suppose. But certain beaches, there, there's no shortage of, you know, beach bars, little tiki bars, that sort of a thing. Uh, and, you know, I was in my early to mid-20s at the time, and so that was, you know, you're going to the beach, let's, let's go get some, some beverages. And uh, I'm hanging out on the beach, just sort of sitting there, and he, he, I was, it wasn't him because he knew better. His his lady goes up to the beach bar to get us drinks and comes back uh, and hands them to us. And I'm like, you know, I didn't ask for anything in specific, and she didn't ask what I wanted. She comes back with these drinks, and they're, you know, beach drinks. You know, they're in, in cups, and it's all brightly colored. You've got a wedge of pineapple or some shit hanging off the side. Um, hands it to me, and I'm not thinking anything about it. You know, whatever. I'm like... I think I may have asked, this isn't tequila, is it? She's like, oh, no. Uh, and it's got a straw in it, and I, you know, it's hot. It's Florida. It's summer, and I'm on a beach. And so, you know, I take a big old pull, you know, through the straw. Uh, didn't find out until later that that was a drink called a rum runner, uh, which, shock and surprise, contains rum. 
but also uh, what they do with those is they mix it all up, they throw the straw in, and then they explicitly fill the straw with 151. So that first, you know, that first drink I took was just pure, again, pure rum. Uh, my stomach instantly turned into a knot, and I had a very miserable evening, and since then I, I, I stay away from the rum. Um, so if we're ever somewhere socially and you want to, you know, make some beverages happen, up for the bourbon and coke, avoid the uh, the, the rum and tequila, um, because A, that's how I roll, and B, if you show up with a fucking rum runner, and I know you've heard this, I will punch you in the throat, because that's just me, and I can't, I can't be putting up with that, um, so, uh, first, first, uh, encounter with the alcohols comes in two different forms, uh, one was the first time I ever drank beer, and that's the first time I've ever had anything, uh, you know, alcoholic, I want to say I would have been, like, 12, maybe. Um, growing up, my family didn't drink. Like, my dad, I'd, I'd, I'd be hard-pressed to think of a time that I ever saw him drink anything other than RC Cola or, or Cherry Coke. i got to think that at some point he, you know, had had beverages, but it was never in my presence. Like, I think he got all that out of his system by the time... Uh, <laughs> by the time me and the, the, the siblings came around. Um, point being, it's not like there was beer and wine or any of that stuff around the house. Um, but I had a buddy, Matt, um, whose dad, again, I don't want to give the impression that he's an alcoholic, but I think he's more average American dude situation. You know, his dad would come home from work and have a beer or two. Uh, so they, you know, had it in the fridge, which was a new experience for me because I, you know, was, I'd never been around people who just had beer. Uh, you know, I'd seen it in movies, seen it in TV, knew it was a thing that existed, but uh, at that young age, that was, you know, novel for me in my, my experience. Uh, which, now that I say that out loud, really makes me sound like I had some sort of charmed life uh, and or was just lacked exposure to reality, which may be true on both counts, um, but uh, not to digress too too much further from that. Anyway, uh, he was a good buddy of mine. We'd, we'd hang out all the time. We'd, you know, have sleepovers at his place, whatever, stay up all night watching horror movies I wasn't allowed to watch, and, you know, generally, you know, fuck off, do things. Uh, and there was one point where we were, you know, basically at the house alone. Um, you know, I'd stayed over, and his Mom had to go run an errand, and Dad was at work or whatever, and he's like, hey, man, you want a beer? And I'm like, I've never had a beer. We're too young for beer. And he's like, you know, don't be a wimp. Uh, and I'm like, sure, we'll try a beer. Uh, yeah, it tasted, you know, he cracked into one, and, you know, I can't remember what it was. It was nothing fancy. It was probably, you know, like a Budweiser of some sort. Um, and, yeah, that was just not a tasty or appealing beverage, I took a swig and was like, oh, man, this is gross. What are you doing? He's like, oh, yeah, you know, you got to you get used to it. It's, it's, you know, it's an acquired taste, whatever. And so I took another drink, and I'm like, yeah, this is not acquiring quickly. I'm, I'm good. Uh, and didn't touch beer again for 
literally years and years and years and years. Like, I didn't enjoy that. I don't know that I didn't think I would enjoy it. Uh, at that point, had never actually gotten drunk to know what the end result was going to be like and if that would be worth it, and so I just stayed away from here. Um, fast forward to what I'm going to say is probably my junior year of high school. Um, keep in mind that up until uh, the summer between my senior year and, and, and going to college, uh, I don't know that I'd go so far as to call, you know, young Todd straight edge, but I was very much of the, you know, hey, I only have one body, I need to make this thing last, I need to treat it nice, I'm not going to, you know, do things to mess it up. Uh, I also grew up in a heavily uh, religious household, and also during the height of the war on drugs, and so forth. And so everything that I'd been presented with in life was that, uh, you know, drugs are bad and drinking is bad, um, both on a moral and physical level. Uh, and even as a young person, you know, I, I, for better or worse, self-evaluation was a thing that I had going on. Uh, I was not you know, a strong boy from a physical, uh, standpoint, I was not particularly attractive, uh, you know, I was not popular, I was poor, there were not many things I had going for me, but the one thing I did have going on was, you know, I'm smart, and I'm creative, and, you know, everything I've heard about these drugs and these alcohols is that that is going to, you know, rot my brain and make me dumb, and I can't have that, so, no thank you, you folks have your whatever it is you're having. I'm I'm good. Uh, so even though I had friends in high school that you know would do the occasional drinking, uh, that would you know dabble in uh, let's say some some local herbology uh, and uh, fungi and so forth. Um, I don't think anybody really smoked, now that I think about it, but as far as cigarettes are concerned. Uh, but, you know, if they were into that, I'd be like, no, you, you boys have fun, but I'm good. I'm just not not, not going to partake in that. Um, until, like I said, I want to say it was the summer between uh, senior and senior year and, and going off to college. Uh Mike was a child of divorce. Um, you know, he lived with his mom, uh, but he still, you know, got to see his dad. His dad lived a, a little ways out in the country, um, and his dad lived with uh, Mike's Uncle Curtis, who was my first alcoholic that I ever uh, encountered. Uh, funny, yet caustic, um, sad. I have fond memories of him. He's, he's no longer with us. He used to, you know be a truck driver, he's retired, and he, uh, you would always find him, you know, at the bar. And when I say the bar, what I mean is, is Mike's dad's house, uh, the basement, was turned into a bar. <laughs> uh, 
We called it the hole. It was like if you took a basement and kind of semi-finished it and put a full-size bar in that bad boy and a pool table, and I think there may have been a jukebox and, like, a video poker thing at one point. Um, it, but it was a bar. Like, he had all the bottles. I'm trying I don't know that they necessarily had, you know, beer on tap. Uh, but they certainly had fridges with plenty of it, uh, chilling in cans and bottles, and all kinds of bottles lined up against the mirrored back wall of the bar. Um, it was a bar. Um, it wasn't uh, like a licensed open to the public bar. It was this dude's bar in his basement for him and his friends to hang out with, hang out at. Uh, and we were, you know, 18 to 20 year old young fellas hanging out and. There'd be times we'd go down there and hang out with, you know, his dad and his uncle. And we'd have sodas and shoot pool and, you know, watch the MTV down there. Um, you know, they weren't they weren't actively getting us drunk. Uh, but there were also times where, you know, they didn't have people over. And Mike's dad was out somewhere and Curtis was upstairs sleeping it off. And we'd go down there and they didn't have a problem with us being down there. Um And so, of course, at some point, you know, everybody gets curious, and we start, you know, taking nips from the bottles. And, you know, as long as you don't go too crazy, they weren't paying that much attention. And you could, you know, kind of get away with it as long as you weren't, you know, rip-roaring, stupid, drunk, and wrecking shit. Uh, You know, we were able to, you know, make some things happen. Um, And that's pretty much when I first encountered real alcohol tried things, and they're like, oh, let's try this out, let's try that out, let's mix this together, let's do, you know, whatever. Um, that's the first time I got ever got truly drunk, um, and it was um, horrifying to me. Again, being something of a purist and finding myself in a position where I was not in full control of my faculties, uh, you know, at first it was funny, and, you know, you do the drunken, ha, 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 everything's hilarious, you can't stand up, whatever, but I think it was the first time that I couldn't, you know, like, stand or, like, fell. I'm like, oh, shit, what have I done to myself? Um, and that was when this stuff started to kick in, because I didn't realize that, you know, oh, you drink a thing, and then it has to work its way through your system before you start to feel the effects. Uh, so by the time I started to feel the effects, there were a whole stack of effects waiting behind it. Um, and it just got worse and worse as time went by. Um, and I kind of stepped away from alcohol for a good long while afterwards. Uh, didn't care for that. Did not like that at all. Um, also, was ridiculously underage and did not want to, you know, get caught, go to jail, whatever, whatever, whatever. And so I just, you know, stayed away from that. Um, when I eventually went to college in Akron, uh... I did, you know, partake in some things, engage in some, you know, partying activities. Not nearly as much as you would think for being at college and being the guy who never showed up to classes. Uh, oh, no. I I stayed up late and partied playing D&D and Magic the Gathering, and that's why I slept in in this classes. It wasn't because I was hungover. Uh, but I did, have, did, did do some partying there. Um... I have, you know, partaken of the Red Solo Cup of beer from the, you know, local Yahoo Boys party on Friday. Um, didn't, yeah, this still don't, don't, it didn't, 
Like, at that point, I understood that, okay, you just got to power through this beer stuff to get the effect that you're after. Um, but still not, not the big fan uh, there. Um, the Navy, it, it, it's kind of hard to be in the Navy and not, you know, drink. Uh, you know, I realize we're all, you know, adults and can make our own choices, but when you're in Puerto Rico and a fifth of Jack literally costs the same as a two liter of Dr. Pepper, of course you buy the two and mix them in more or less equal proportions and refer to them as Dr. Jack's and have ridiculously too many of them. Um, Because really on base, there wasn't a whole hell of a lot else to do, and at that point I had not yet taught the boys how to play D&D. So... There was there was there was a lot of that that happened, um, you know, there in Puerto Rico and then throughout the rest of the Navy. Um, that's pretty much where I discovered the other uh, sort of signature Todd drink, which would be you know Crown Royal and Mountain Dew. Um, a lot of people see or hear that and are like, "What the hell is wrong with you?" And you know, that's probably a long list, but. Um, this particular drink combination is not necessarily one of those things wrong. Uh, I mean, important historical fact, Mountain Dew was created as a mixer, um, I believe, for moonshine uh, specifically, but it mixes with a lot of stuff, uh, and, and it and Crown Royals uh, go together pretty smoothly. Uh, I'll tell you what Mountain Dew does not mix with, and this harkens back to a, a discovery from a day back in the hole uh, on that fateful night. Uh, what you don't want to do is mix Mountain Dew and slow gin. That is probably the most disgusting thing ever. Um, and I've largely uh, purged the remembrance of that from my brain, except to remember that it is a terrible idea and it should never be repeated. Um, that's just that's just how that goes. Um yeah, nowadays it's a rare occurrence that I, that I do any drinking. Uh, you know, occasional social gatherings, uh, you know, the annual Christmas party, they've got a bar, they drink tickets, sure, I'll have some. Um, you know, but not not a daily activity, not necessarily even a weekly or sometimes even monthly routine. Um, you know, when we go to Mexico, it's an all-inclusive, and, they're, you know, all the drinks are free, and it would be foolish to not take advantage of that. Um, that said, you know, the beverages they make are not, like, I mean, I'm not down on the beach doing shots 24-7. They're, they're mixed drinks that you drink at an appropriate rate. Uh, you just drink them more or less continually. Uh, there's normally a night or two while we're in Mexico where I actually get good and hammered. Um, those are the nights that we go to the discotheque because uh, I need to be good and lit up to, to do any kind of dancing. Um, and a bunch of free drinks will do that for you. Uh, but the rest of the time, you know, it's, it's like I said, it's not like I'm hammered the whole time we're in Mexico. It's, it's, a, it's a gentle, you know, soft buzz for some of the time. Um, but, uh, you know, um, it's a thing that people do. It's not inherently evil unless you're, you know, overdoing it, and I, you know, strongly encourage people to be responsible, uh, you know, and if you, you are a person who has a problem with alcohol, 
you know, absolutely seek help and stay away from it. Um, because I've also seen that side of things and, you know, that can be bad. Um, that is bad. Um, there's not really can't be there. Uh, but, you know, if you're a young person who does not have that, uh, sort of problem and you're going to have some, have one for me, have one tonight. I'm nearly at work, so I'm going to, you know, let this go. Um, and I, I will raise a glass to all of you, uh, this evening and, uh, everybody have a good, uh, a good day, a good weekend. And, uh, I will catch you all again later. Um, thank you for joining. Uh, subscribe, tell your friends, send me emails, send me tweets, uh, talk to me, peoples, and I will continue to talk to you. Uh, thank you, and good day. And that's it.